Hi, I'm Annika Zitto. And I'm Bella Burkhardt. And you're listening to Spilling the Tea with CCE. We're so glad that you decided to click on our podcast, and we promise you won't be disappointed. Located in Hempstead, New York, Hofstra's Center for Civic Engagement is committed to getting student voices heard right now. And that mission doesn't stop on Long Island. We want this podcast to continue the conversations we've been having on campus. Each episode features our student fellows as they spill the tea on everything from news and politics to social movements and the issues that affect our day-to-day lives. From healthcare to mental health, nothing is off the table. So sit back, relax, and let's start spilling the tea. Hello, and welcome back to Spilling the Tea with CCE, the podcast created and led by fellows at Hofstra University Center for Civic Engagement. For those of you who don't know, CCE is a university institute designed to educate students in democratic values by actively engaging them as knowledgeable citizens through collaborative partnerships with their campus, local, state, national, and global communities. This podcast was created out of a desire to continue pursuing these goals while social distancing in the COVID-19 pandemic. Every episode, a pair of fellows and potentially guests will discuss a topic of importance to them. I'm Michaela Erickson. I'm a senior journalism major. Hi, I'm Jenna. I'm also a senior and my majors are English, Geography, and Global Studies. And today we'll be talking about the past year with the pandemic as Hofstra begins to plan for a fully in-person semester, whatever that means for the nature of the pandemic this point next year. So we're just going to reflect on what this year has been like for us. So reflecting on the past year, how has this impacted you? Like what has your experience been like with remote learning? To be honest, I'd be very happy to never have to do remote learning ever again. Back in the spring of 2020, when the school shut down, it was a rocky transition. And even now that, you know, everything's figured out and the professors have learned how to utilize different forms of technology, it's just still, it's not the same. And it's kind of boring just sitting in your room, going to class all day. And just because, you know, we have access to Zoom and online meetings doesn't make it fun. I think it really takes away from from the value of being in a classroom where you can really interact with your professors and it just kind of feels like we're watching TV all day. What's your thought? Yeah, I think having a remote environment is good in terms mm-hmm. of it makes it a lot easier to like schedule things because you're not running a million places at a time. So if you're doing a lot of different things, you can just log on to a different meeting. You don't have to completely stress yourself out, but at the same time, you're then at your computer, maybe 12 hours a day. I know I've had many 12 hour days. I end my day with headaches, which is definitely not great. There's a lot of elements I will not miss about entirely remote learning. There have been okay things, but at the same time, the learning environment's just not as great, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. I think the school will be fine to go back to in-person classes in the fall, because to be honest, I don't know anybody on campus who at this point in time, you know, were able to get vaccinated, who hasn't gotten at least their first shot. (laughs) And it wouldn't surprise me if Hofstra had a mandatory vaccination policy because they did mention in an earlier email that as of right now, they don't have one. So I could see that being something in the future, even if, you know, the students who aren't graduating come back and there are still social distancing measures in place. Hofstra has been really great about making sure everything is spaced six feet apart and there's literally like hundreds of hand sanitizer dispensers. So I don't think the students returning next semester have much to worry about in terms of being exposed to COVID as long as everybody continues to be vaccinated and follows social distancing rules. 
Definitely. It will really be a good transition to make back to a more normal environment because obviously social opportunities are a very, very big part of the college experience. And I like haven't interacted with people beyond my immediate household, occasionally like seeing people on campus. But I know like living off campus, I'm just so disconnected from the rest of like the Hofstra community right now. So it'll be nice to like feel comfortable on campus again because even now like I do have a single in-person class but half the time I'm not super comfortable going in there just because what other people might be doing outside of class makes me a little bit nervous and I know I can probably like trust a little bit more just because we are like mask distanced my professor always keeps the windows open but once I get my second dose maybe I'll go back in person again, but we'll see. Yeah, I think one of the cons of not just attending school, but the pandemic in general has been not being able to see people in person. And even like Hostra recently started allowing clubs to meet in person. But you know, there's a lot of different steps a club has to take to have permission to do so. And I think everybody has to fill out additional health screening questionnaires. So it's not an easy process to meet in person. So people really still aren't doing it. I know from an RA perspective, perspective or a resident assistant I work in the dorm rooms with students and a lot of them have you know zoom fatigue and they're really over not being able to meet in person and as time has gone on throughout the year because everybody's really tired of just seeing each other on zoom they're coming less and less to like programs that resident assistants have planned as well as just in general people aren't really attending events anymore because it's zoom fatigue they're definitely over it and I can't blame them because I'm not going to as many things as I was at the start of the year either yeah but like I said earlier the ease of scheduling is one thing that wasn't really there before but at the same time at the end of the week I don't want to sit in on another meeting or event it's just not really worth it and I wish it wasn't like that so hopefully If in-person programming is something that becomes more available and accessible in the fall, that'll be great. It's definitely been a challenge. Even after this, I don't know if we should necessarily keep remote options around just because people don't seem to use them. I know a lot of professors recorded classes and stuff like that, but then, you know, maybe one student would watch them who wasn't able to come to that class. So even though, you know, there's been recorded lectures and streamed events. I don't know if we continue using those resources after everything's returned to in person, if it would be worth it in the long term. That's fair. I know from like an accessibility standpoint, it would definitely be meaningful because I had done like an interview with someone who mentioned that it just made her life so much easier to just know that all of her lectures were recorded. And I feel like also having the opportunity to like attend classes via Zoom, if you're in a hybrid model on like a day where you're not really feeling good, or you're just like, I can't really get myself to go to class today. You could just attend through Zoom and you could just listen, maybe not be as participatory as usual. So I think that is also kind of a unique aspect, I guess. But again, at the same time, if you have the option on Zoom, there's also people who may take advantage of that in a less productive way just be like oh well like I don't really want to go to class I can just like show up on zoom get the credits and go I don't really know how big of an issue that would be but I can see that potentially being something that professors would struggle with if zoom were still an option or just people flat out not paying attention at all the one thing I did hear from Dean St. Leger she mentioned that like you said the remote options really probably won't be a big thing in the fall. It sounds like they are going to try to be in person as much as possible. They really aren't going to be offering too many distance options from what it sounds like. 
or at least like the hybrid model, I guess. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how they bring it all back. Yeah, absolutely. Those were some really great points because I do remember I recently attended an event on Zoom that was about autism and one of the speakers was autistic and he said that he was, you know, far more comfortable on Zoom speaking to a room of 200 people than he would ever be in person. So that's a really great point about accessibility. That's definitely been something that Hofstra has, you know, been working on these past few years, I think, is to make things more accessible for everyone. So continuing to have virtual or recorded versions of things could be very helpful to the student body. And you mentioned, you know, professors are concerned that if they record lectures, people won't come to class. And that is one of the professors I had this semester said that she's not bothering to record them because students aren't showing up because they say they're going to watch the recording, but do they actually watch the recording? No, they don't. So I do worry that if we continue to ask professors to teach in a hybrid format and to have multiple forms of technology going at once, that might not be entirely fair to them because, you know, we're asking them to juggle a lot of different hats that they didn't enter the field of academia thinking they would have to deal with. I know my mom is a teacher. She's taught students both remotely and in person throughout the past year. And she said that some of the problems that she has faced is the teachers are very overwhelmed with having to figure out how to manage their students who are online and their students who are in person and staying in communication with everyone and keeping everyone happy. So I think if we did continue to have a sort of hybrid format for classes, that we would need to come up with some better strategies in order to ensure that the professors were easily able to manage everything they had to deal with. Because I think it's been very overwhelming for them and I can't blame them because we're all definitely overwhelmed. That's the other thing too, like we're still very much in a phase of finding the best ways to adapt. So I feel like it is hard to definitely find the ways to best please everybody. And again, like at this point in time, this is probably hopefully a lot of people's like last semester fully doing like remote things if that stays as like a more minor part of the college experience the educational experience like fine but a lot of it is just kind of making that adjustment but again this isn't something that anybody was prepared to have to really throw themselves like full force into so definitely hard and really really understandable that people want to stray away from this if they can it would be interesting to see if how these options could be integrated. But again, that's a lot, a lot of things to juggle. And you're right in saying, you know, that throughout this whole time, we've slowly adapted and adjusted how we're doing remote learning, you know, figuring out what works best, what doesn't work best. And then it's also an individual basis too. Do I like attending class or do I like watching the recorded lectures? Because I can rewind things. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different angles with the whole hybrid format. And even though it's been a year, we still, while we've gotten better at, you know, handling it from both the student and teacher perspective or professor in this case, there's still a lot of adjustments to be made. I know one thing that's starting to drive me crazy is everybody's out of icebreaker ideas. And I must have done a million cahoots this past year. I don't know about you. I did not do that at all. Most of my professors like skipped icebreakers, I feel like, or I've just like completely blacked them out at this point. But yeah, the awkwardness of Zoom is definitely something that is a little bit unmatched, I feel like, especially just like sitting in a room waiting for an event or class to start just like staring at muted screens or just blank screens. That's the other thing I feel bad about for like 
professors and teachers I understand like having to have like your camera off sometimes because sometimes you just can't I know I like to have my camera off sometimes but just kind of speaking into the void must be extremely frustrating and tiring it'll definitely be a good move back to a little bit more normal I know I'm probably gonna have a very hard time transitioning back into like a normal learning environment just because just being in my house on my computer I can do like whatever I want. Like I'll get up, I'll go make food. Like while I'm listening to my lecture, I'll be distracted and like doing something else. And I definitely think it'll be an adjustment trying to get myself back into like a more focused space again. Yeah, I agree. Cause you know, I've also been working remotely for the past year and you know, I'm graduating, so I won't have classes next year, but I'm like, I'm so used to now just multitasking all the time. You know, I'm in class, but you know, I'm also checking my schedule or Mm -hmm. checking something else on my grades, always doing like 10 things at once now. And it'll be weird to, you know, be in a classroom and just be there. Mm -hmm. So I think that, yeah, I think you're right in saying that it'll definitely be an adjustment, whether you're going back to the classroom or entering the work. Back to work. Yeah. It's a very interesting time for everybody, like either entering the workforce, just all of it. It'll be interesting to see where everybody is at even this time next year. Hopefully it'll be a good place. So we'll see about that. Yeah, hopefully. I think things will really only get better at this point. So yeah, that's that's true. Thank you all for listening today. If you're interested in continuing the conversation or learning more about Hofstra's Center for Civic Engagement, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hofstra CCE or visit our website, hofstra.edu slash CCE. We hope you join us again to discuss combating more of our world's most pressing challenges. Thank you. Bye. That concludes this episode of Spilling the Tea with CCE. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to connect with us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Hofstra CCE, or visit our website at hofstra.edu CCE. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, be sure to tweet us with the hashtag CCET. That's hashtag C-C-E-T-E-A. The music you've heard this episode was written and composed by Ethan Tower. Fun fact, it even includes the chord progression C, C, and D. We can't wait for you to join us again on our next episode. Thanks for spilling the tea with CCE.